Welcome to the Words of Fire podcast. This episode is a collaboration episode. I connect with fellow podcasters to discuss a variety of topics that necessarily don't have to do with mental health. So sit back, enjoy this fun-filled episode. to another episode of the Words of Art podcast. I'm your host, Dion Sanchez. And in this episode, I love to think of it as a collaboration episode where we discuss many fun topics and it doesn't have to do with mental health. So in this episode, we are talking about movies and joining me is Danielle and Jackie, host of No More Late podcasts. So thank I, you for joining me. I think you have to start over. Minute, can you guys hear me or see me? Uh, I think you have to start over from when um, you introduce us because it, it froze like right there. Okay. okay. Uh, thank you for joining me, Jackie and Danielle, host of the No More Late Feast podcast. Thank you. We're so excited to be on. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm excited to talk about some of our favorite movies. Yeah. Our favorite topic, obviously. <laughs> and I mean, I, I know that you normally cover um, mental health, but I feel like movies are so important to our mental health in a lot of ways. And sometimes they affect us, maybe not the best, but I think that's one of the reasons we started the podcast was because of the Panini. And <laughs> going back to our nostalgia was actually helping us get through very difficult times. So I think we're in line with your normal uh, podcasting choices for your episodes. I, I think so too. It, it, I, I feel like it's a, a good coping strategy to kind of, you don't want to get sucked in where you're just, all you're doing is watching TV and movies. But I think just that little mental escape for two hours where you can go and just watch something that kind of brightens your mood is always helpful. Just kind of reset your, your psyche. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I love movies and I do think movies does have a way of putting us in a good mind space or uplifting our spirits, whether it's binge watching movies and having ice cream or popcorn. um, Movies does have the power to help with our emotions in some way. So I'm very glad to have you guys on and talk Mm. about movies, which I absolutely love movies. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I don't know if you would like to start, Danielle or Jackie, as far as your top five. Um, oh, movies. sure. Uh, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> so um, on our podcast, we talk about movies from 1995 to 2005. So Dion asked us to pick our favorite movies be- in the 90s and 2000s. So that's like a treat for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll start with my number five choice, which was it was really hard. I feel like I had a, I had a tiebreaker. I had a three-way tiebreaker and then I just had to say, okay, it, it, it is what it is. So number five is drive me crazy. And that's a special one. That's me and Jackie's like official movie. Um, number four is Crooklyn, which I did for my birthday movie on our podcast. My girl too. I watched that a lot. <laughs> and I don't care. Judge me if you want. It's an amazing movie. Um, number two is Bring It On. And number one is what is my background, which is Clueless. It, it's so good. I feel like I'll be 90 and I will watch this movie and feel joy. <laughs> awesome. I never saw Drive Me Crazy. Um, I have to be honest. I think that has Melissa Joan Hart. I could. Yeah, yeah. It's an underrated it's because it came out when all those teen comedies were coming out and I just feel like it fell under the radar, but it's legit good. Yeah. I, I watched it fairly recently, you know, like <laughs> still like it. <laughs> so you pick clueless as your number one, which mm-hmm. we literally just discussed <laughs> a few moments ago. Um, why clueless as your number one? I'm curious. It's, it's an awesome movie and I've seen it a gazillion times. I mean, for me, it was almost like, you know, there's these movies that you go and see in the theater or you watch at home and it's just like life-changing for you. I know that sounds silly, but my mom took me to see this movie because at that time I hadn't met Jack yet. So my mom was my best friend. Um, So we went to see it and I just, it was really cool because at that point, if you think about it, there weren't a ton of teen movies of the things that you experienced or idolized or wanted to do besides maybe on like TV shows, but not movies. And just the world that they were living in was so far removed from my regular life, but also very relatable at the same time. And then for me, you know, from a representation standpoint, Dion was such an iconic character. And for me to have, you know, a black teenage girl that I grew up in the suburbs with a lot of white people. So I didn't always feel like I got those characters that weren't being made fun of or put down for liking certain things. And so Dion just was like high tier for me. And there's so many movies where there's a black best friend 
but she had her own storyline. She had her own characteristics and her life wasn't defined as being completely in support of Cher's storyline. So it felt like they were equals. And I very much enjoyed that. I know the movie is very much about Cher, but you feel like you get a good enough storyline with Dion. And she has a separate life where she has, you know, like a black group of friends as well. That's probably separate than Cher, but she still can come together with Cher at the same time. So all of those things, the the clothing, the music, I mean, it was a cultural reset for all of us. It ushered into that like late nineties, early two thousands bling situation and aesthetics. And I think it's still like inspiring all these other movies. So I, I, I love it. I can go on for days. I can't wait to put <laughs> on our show. And yeah, I, I keep saying, oh, we need to do Clueless or Mean Girls. And Danielle's like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like such a such a special treat. I don't know why. I'm, I'm sure we just need to do it. But I think I could do like three episodes on Clueless alone. That was- <laughs> two-parter <laughs> <laughs> yes um clueless is just an remarkable movie i've seen it like a zillion times and it sort of borderline centers on friendship even though shares like the star of it um, yeah there's not i mean i could be wrong i was born in the 90s so my 90s movie knowledge might not be as expansive as yours but um there wasn't really a lot of movies that sort of centered on friendship or was about friendship really, um, as far as I was concerned. Um, There was a lot of romance and action, Denzel, all those um, type of movies um, that were being released. So Clueless is a really classic treasure. And of course that awesome song, which I'm pretty sure, even if you haven't seen the movie, you would know the song because it's it's sort of iconic like rolling with the home <laughs> i mean the entire soundtrack is iconic i mean when it you is. said song i was like which one dion because the whole soundtrack is a banger it's a banger um, <laughs> and um we'll us we'll get into like the soundtrack of movies a little bit later that's like, that fun special treat i spoke with you about as far as movie soundtracks but um yeah just rolling with the homies is like always cemented in my head <laughs> <laughs> well jackie i'm sure is probably going to talk about the the ska in this oh, oh mighty mighty boss tones is exactly that's the scene i went to for iconic <laughs> song because i just i i yeah i i grew up when i was in high school i listened to a lot of pop and punk and mighty mighty boss p- tones are kind of on top top echelon and for them to also be in clueless it's like how can you get cooler than that yeah amy <laughs> amy heckerling the uh the director she deserves all the flowers she does yeah. not i mean to think about it at that time how she directed that movie how you know, hands-on she was, you know, if you notice, none of the girls are wearing like anything too crazy, low cut. Yep. She still wanted them to look like they were in high school, but still have that high-end, you know, designer wear. Um, She didn't over-sexualize them completely or anything like that. And I, I just, I love watching the behind the scenes of just how she made that movie. 
it's just so freaking good. Awesome. Uh, Jackie, I'm curious about your top five. Uh, Well, mine are going to differ slightly from Danielle. And I, I will preface this in saying favorite is really, really hard for me because I'm like, what genre do you want? Like, (laughs) um, Because she can do a whole list of Disney. Yeah. I, oh, I have a PDF of my Disney rankings, (laughs) um, which are separate from the Pixar rankings. Yes. So, um, I chose movies that kind of, um, were influential to me in some way. I have a film degree. And so these were movies where when I went and saw them, I had like a very, um, strong reaction to them, um, and the way that they were made. And so my number five is sleepers. Um, it's, it's a really sad story. It's a sad movie, but the acting and the, the directing is just superb in it. And it's a story that needed to be told and for it to come out into the nineties and deal with like abuse and pedophilia and stuff like that, like that's, those are really, really important topics that people need to know about. And it was just so incredibly well done. Um, so if you haven't seen sleepers, I highly recommend it. Brad Pitt in his like top tier Brad Pittness is in it. His, um, that spiky hair, man. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, I have a few actors where I've seen them in roles and Danielle will say like, they're so good that they make you have this reaction. But Kevin Bacon is one of them in this movie. He is such an awful, awful garbage human that it's really hard for me to like him in other roles. Like I cannot separate Kevin Bacon from his role in sleepers. It's so good. Um, so that's my number five. Uh, my number four is Fever Pitch. I have really strong ties. And obviously, you'll notice a theme, and she's right here. Uh, and it's weird because I don't even like if someone says, like, who's your favorite actress? I like Drew Barrymore never pops into my head, but she's a constant in some of my favorite movies. So uh, Fever Pitch, I just. I I grew up a Red Sox fan. My dad was a dedicated Red Sox fan. And it just, it's one of those movies that makes me really, really happy. And I just think it's really funny. And I think that one's really well done too. I think the chemistry is great between Drew and Jimmy Fallon. So that's my number four. My number three, um, I am a Kevin Smith stan for life. Um, And so my number three is Dogma. And that was what another movie where just after watching it in the theaters, like I just sat there and I was like, wow, like this guy is a genius. He's doing something here. He knows it's going to get a reaction and probably not a positive reaction from some uh, groups of people, but he he's telling his story and he, his writing is incredible. And I like lowbrow humor. So Kevin Smith is just he, he, he's always a favorite of mine. Um, number two, again, with my drew is scream. Um, we've done scream, um, on the podcast and it's just all around top tier movie. Like can't find anything wrong with it. And it really jumpstarted the new brand of horror 
um, and slasher films for the nineties and moving on. Cause they still use that formula today. Like it, it's always a kid that would, you didn't expect that was part of the core group of people. It's just, it's very standard now. It's so well done. And then it has Matthew Lillard in it. So of Matthew Lillard. <laughs> that is one common thread on our show is how many, how many ways can we throw Matthew Lillard into a conversation? Yes. <laughs> I only really ever seen him in three movies. Um, both I think with Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I mean 90% of his movies are with Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Um uh, I think it's gonna drive me crazy. Um, the other movie. It's a base, it's like a baseball movie. Oh, summer, summer catch. catch. Yes. So out of all the Matthew Lillard, that's what you saw. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Like you said, he's in a lot of movies. I've yeah. only been able to explore three. <laughs> so it's um, you see, you've seen Scream. I I have not. Seen oh, okay. Why don't we do this before I just start naming out names? What are the three that you've seen him in? <laughs> Catch. She's all that. Uh huh. Movie do which I think is past and it's in the two thousand but I don't think it's no it's in our time frame the Scooby Doo movies oh, are yeah yeah but um so I, I, I probably should see Scream because he's in it yeah yes along with a bunch of other awesome actresses including Drew Barrymore who has like that like that Scream face with the phone and the I I've <laughs> seen the scenes um I'm not a big on horror flicks but I know that's Same. a really iconic horror movie and they even brought it i could be wrong on my information they brought it back recently or they've been promoting or discussing it quite a bit they like, did a fifth movie but we haven't seen it yet so yeah yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> which is I, very upsetting i do applaud all the actors or movies you guys have mentioned in the, and what their work and they're just they're just awesome at what they do and whether it's sadness or drama or a comedy, it's, they do a good job of entertaining us as an yes. audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my number one movie is my background, 51st States. It's just, it, if I'm having a bad day, this is the, my go-to movie. I put it on. I immediately feel better. Um, on my bucket list is to own this car. It's called a Kubavagen. Um, and the stateside, it's called a thing, but the German name for it is a Kubavagen, but um, I, I really want that car. I think Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler obviously have great chemistry as they've done multiple movies together now. Um, and it just makes me f- happy. The music's great in it. The acting I think is great. We, you have some really memorable characters. It just, it makes me feel good. So that's my number one. And what about you, Dion? Uh, first off, I love your number one. I've, I, I've seen it, so you can't like hammer me too much because I've actually seen it, and it's a really <laughs> heartwarming film. And just the many start of Drew Bar- Barrymore and Adam Sandler's collaborations. Um, as far as and I could, I, I'm pretty sure I got my movie logic right on this. Their last most recent movie was Blended. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was such a great movie and having them, I don't know how many years had passed since they did a movie together at that point, a pretty great deal of time. So to have them come together and not lose a hitch as far as their chemistry and comedic gold 
um, is just brilliant. So my top five, um, they were either on cable or VHS. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll start with my fifth one, which was Night's Tale, which I have right here. Oh, he, <laughs> um, that's a really good one. Yeah, Heath Ledger is amazing. Stars Heath Ledger, and it has like rock and roll music, modern music a bit with a mix of Renaissance and that was like a golden era in a way, renaissance, romance, jousting, sports, and him just wanting to prove himself and find his stars, or no, that's not the quote. I will, um, a man can change his stars. Yes. A man can change his stars. And he's just, he's from noble breeding. He didn't grow up with much and he just wants to find himself. And even though it started out as a lie, so will I. Um, how did the nobleman become noble? And it's just, it's an incredible movie. It, I mean, initially it was about him like jousting and even through a lie, but he ended up finding romance and <laughs> it has a good blend. I saw the behind the scenes feature of it and how they incorporated everyone into the movie and their personalities and how they wanted to keep modernism and also the Renaissance love of it as well. And if the movie didn't have anything else going for it, except for Heath Ledger, who was an incredible, incredible actor, um, the soundtrack and the music they use in that movie is just astounding. And I think really sets the tone for the movie, honestly. Did you, uh, can you hear me now? We can hear you now. I, it was, you started to um, talk when about the soundtrack. soundtrack. That's when it yeah. started going off. Sure. Of course, my internet <laughs> would act up during my most favorite episode. <laughs> um, so the soundtrack is really iconic. It has Queen. Um, David Bowie. David Bowie, yes. Golden Years, which was played during their little dance sequence. And... Um, it's just a really incredible movie and I've seen it so many times. Um, I recently got the DVD because your girl now has a job so I can actually buy things like this. And oh, instead nice. of waiting for it to appear free on Amazon or Netflix, because some movies are really rare and you don't want to pay money for them. You want to wait for them to be free. And now I can watch it without having to pay anything. So awesome. That's awesome. That is my fifth choice. Um, my Fourth choice is Crossroads. And <laughs> I love because I love that movie. And I believe it, it was either last week or this week. It premiered 20 years ago this month. It was it last did. week. Yeah. We shared um because we did that episode and it was so much fun. And we didn't realize that Shonda Rhimes, the creative Grey's Anatomy, she wrote that movie. Very exciting. That made me very happy. <laughs> it's just such a great movie. I mean, they they were childhood friends and they grew apart and lost touch, which I mean, I, I've come to the realization um, now that that does happen. You, your, yeah. your friends aren't going to stay your friends forever, it, especially at least when you were little, as much as you like to think that. But they reunited through a time capsule and decided to go on this epic road trip. And it's just it's such a great movie and they like regain their friendship and learn more about themselves and 
Um, it was a starring role for Britney Spears as yeah. well, who was a, like, oh, this is a debate as far as her being the pop princess of the 90s, but one, I'll say one of the pop princesses of the 90s, because um, I am a Christina Aguilera fan as well. So, um, and Zola Zaldana, who stars in a lot of movies. Um, I think there is a one movie recently, it's called The Adams Project. Which, yeah, The Adam um, Project is just, coming out. Um, showed a trailer. So, um, just from the trailer alone, she's still a badass as far as her acting goes. And the other actress that starred in it was Taryn Manning. Um, except for that film, I haven't really seen her in anything else. Um, but it's just such a great movie. And just it centers on friendship, really. I mean, yeah, there's romance and I love rock and roll. Um, great soundtrack was really through Britney Spears, obviously, but it just centers on friendship and friendship is such a powerful thing to hold on to. And so that is my number fourth choice. My third choice, I changed last night because initially <laughs> it was clueless. <laughs> initially it was clueless. Um, but I went with Coyote Ugly. Ooh, that's a good one. I um, like that one. My interpretation is basically it's like a it's like Hooters before Hooters in a way. <laughs> I don't know how long Hooters have been around, and I don't really want. To, I guess I, Hooters came before Coyote Ugly. Okay, well, so yeah. Maybe, so maybe they infer influenced by that a little bit, but it's a great movie. It stars. I have like my own little bio for it. Um, it stars Violet Stanford, who wants to make it big as far as a singer or songwriter but she's a bit shy she doesn't have the confidence um in herself to actually she does go to New York to fully pursue it I will give her that she wants to put herself out there but she's getting rejected left and right and in line of that rejection she gets robbed at a not so safe apartment in New York City so she's scrambling how am I supposed to make it in the music business if I don't have any money to put produce music tapes or CDs I think it was tapes at that point because of that era but um so she decides to work at a bar called Coyote Uglies and I think it was really through her working in that bar she actually exuberated confidence Mm -hmm. through that she like I mean, yeah, she was dancing on a bar, um, but she like became more confident and eventually started singing. And I don't oh, know. I guess it's not letting me do it on my Zoom. So why don't we stop? And then I'm gonna email you Dion my link for okay. Zoom, and then it won't it won't stop us. Okay. Okay, hold. Um, let's hop off, and I'll email you right now. Okay, my choices. Um, my um third choice was Coyote Ugly. I changed it from Clueless, um, which is also another iconic movie. Um, it's an incredible movie, and basically, um, you'll go to any lengths to succeed. And she has no. I mean, nobody really wants to work in a bar, but she's willing to do what it takes to make some money, and. She ends up finding confidence in herself through through it and initially ends up in a showcase um, and like displays her talents and gets her dreams come true. 
as a result of it. Um, and there is a bit of romance. Um, I am a romantic as, I don't know if some of you guys have picked up from some of my choices. <laughs> I am a romantic. Um, and I honestly, and I'll be honest, I initially thought, and I probably, I saw this probably when I was really, really little. Um, I initially thought the songs she wrote, I initially thought the songs that were played throughout the movie she wrote, I had no idea it was Leanne Rhymes, but I do find it interesting that they like gave her a cameo at, towards the end of the movie singing her own songs, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Did she write Can't Fight the Moonlight or was that Diane Warren? No, she wrote Can't Fight the Moonlight. Oh, I thought someone else wrote it. I just thought she sung it. I mean, uh- make. No, you're Maybe. right. I mean, I, I I learned something new. Had no idea. <laughs> right. As far as I know, she, I mean, just because you see the song, I guess doesn't necessarily mean you wrote it, but um, no. I was under the impression that she wrote it and sung the song. Um, but um, I do. No, Diane Warren wrote it. Piper Kibo does know how to actually sing. Um, yeah, she has a good, a decent voice. Um, and I think that's highlighted a little bit in the movie because I said so, starring, um, mm-hmm. uh, I might get the actress's name wrong. I want to say, uh, not Diane, Diane, uh, it's one of the Diane. I'm, Diane uh, Keaton, yeah. Yeah. I want to say Diane Keaton. Um, and um, Lauren Graham, who's in Gilmore Girls, which I'm a big fan of that show as well. Um, and I don't just- know if Lauren Graham can sing, though. And I'm because <laughs> I was just watching because I said so literally the other day during Valentine's Day. And there's a show called Zoe's Infinite or Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And that first season, Lauren Graham was on, but she was singing. And I was just like, why did they? Caster, I love Lauren Graham, but she is not, she's not a, she's not a singer. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they ad-lib some of the singing, um, but um, it's just a great movie, and it also stars Tyra Banks, who is like a superstar at this point, model, actress, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if she did all that much acting, aside from Coyote Ugly, um she was in higher learning by john singleton um john singleton's movie so she and then she was also on um before coyote ugly came out she was also on fresh prince and she was briefly in love and basketball so by that point she had been doing a few things i was like we watched a movie and she was a flight attendant what was that movie (laughs) love basketball Yeah. yeah Oh wow! And I've seen Love, and I would never picked up on that connection. She's only there for a little bit. You you forget she's in it. It it, it was literally like she walked into the scene, and my husband and I both looked at each other and we're like, "Is that is that Tara Banks?" Because <laughs> it's so unexpected. <laughs> but yeah, she's a superstar. Pretty much has her own show, and it's like a living brand at this point um aside from I didn't know she I know she did act a little she did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and she did appear on a 90s sitcom called All That briefly um 
which is also a great show as well, as far as the comedic, comedic brilliance and has a variety verse cast as far as um, Keenan Thompson, Lori Beth Denberg, just a really awesome cast. So, um, but yeah, Coyote Ugly, incredible movie. I, I have literally probably three or four of the songs in my phone, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so on to my second choice, which I'm laughing because Daniel, you shared your choice. <laughs> Didn't have time to change mine. I changed my third, my th- was it my third? My third choice from Clueless to Coyote Ugly. So my second choice is Bring It On too. Uh, bring It On. <laughs> it's great. I'm I'm happy to share Bring It On at the two spot. It is a fabulous movie. You it is a really taste. good movie. It's such a good movie. And like I said, your girl has money now so i had (laughs) i actually larry probably saw this on either vhs or cable um it was probably i saw it like a thousand times when i was little um it just was such a great movie and um even though i was probably oblivious to it at the time as far as stereotypes and how um the white culture can take something that is black and put their own spin on it not adding credit where credit's due um they do a good job of depicting that I feel um it's like oh putting some white hair on it and calling it something different um yeah they um they tackle that I think in a way that I think even from the white consumption it was not even like, I don't even know if they even understood that that's what was happening. Yeah. But it was really smart the way that they did it. It was, it was appropriation before, like people started talking, really talking about appropriation. Yeah. Before white people started talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, it's an awesome movie, cheerleading rivalry. Um, was there anything else? There was a little bit of romance, but that's not really why I love the movie. <laughs> I just love it for the cheerleading. And every little girl wants to be a cheerleader, or finds cheerleading to be really, really fun. And I just love it. And um, as far as, and sure, there's other movies that came out around that time, but it's one of the rare movies that I was exposed to that had african-american starring in it and a white a white actress starring in it like they were both they were both starring in gabrielle union and Kristen dunce it wasn't just one person show it was highlighting both sides of it and how we're not going to take charity from you or or standing true to who she is like we're going to find this money on our own as far as the cheerleading competition and finding the funds for gabrielle gabrielle union's character which I can't remember right now what her character's name is. I know her cheerleading squad is Isis. Yes, Isis. Um, So it's just a great movie um, as far as just everything about it. Um, The soundtrack is pretty good. Um, I think I only know once, I have one song from the soundtrack to be honest and that's As If um, by Black who also starred in it as well who did a pretty good job as far as acting goes. Um, I don't know if they went on to act in anything else. I just 
know them for being in a cheerleading movie, but um, it's an incredible movie. And I completely agree with Danielle as far as it being her second choice as well. My number one choice, it's not a surprise because I had the VHS tape of this. I've seen it numerous times. Like my dad even makes fun of me because probably the song that's played in it, I hear it all the time or I sung it all the time. And the movie is 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, I can ex explain the whole synopsis of it really, but pretty much it's an incredible movie. Um, Cameron, who is a new student at the school, he's trying to fit in, get his bearings. He's an army brat, apparently. And he stumbles upon Bianca, everybody's dream girl. Um, I don't see how that's possible, but <laughs> she's pretty. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't like Shade. I love it. I mean, she is standing next to Gabrielle Union, so yeah, I kind of feel did that. It. <laughs> see, see, okay. I'm sorry, Dion, just one thing, but that is the kind of shit, excuse my language. I'm so sorry. That is the kind of stuff that are like microaggressions that people don't even realize when you mm -hmm. have, so you have white producers behind the scenes saying, okay, let's add some diversity. We'll have the best friend be black, but then you have some crazy thought process that the, the, the white girl is the prettiest girl in the whole school standing next to Gabrielle Union. Like how make that which make sense. Larissa Olenek is she's pretty very pretty. But I mean Gabrielle Union is like top tier. Like Gabrielle Union uh, Union is gorgeous. And anyone standing next to her, you're gonna be like, mm, really? Is that what we're going with? Yeah, it's very <laughs> It's, it's, it's giving me, and I don't want people to kill me for this, but I get very confused when everyone says that like Jennifer Aniston is like the most beautiful thing in the whole wide world. I don't, I don't get that. I think she's, she's pretty. She has a beautiful, she has beautiful hair. She's got great comedic timing, but if she, would she be even in my top 20 of the most beautiful women? No. Not it, well, I think it, it goes back to um, what Tyra would say on America's Next Top Model, which is like, <laughs> like the, the beauty that you look for and kind of what makes you stand out are those things that are unique to you. So if you just look like average pretty, like there's nothing extraordinary about you. Whereas like you look like, uh, look at it like Angelina Jolie with the big eyes and the big lips and the exaggerated features. And that's more much, a much more interesting, pretty to look at. For Angelina Jolie, I feel like her packaging is she is, she is applauded for having what is deemed as exotic characteristics or features when it's really just features of people of color, black people on a white person in a different packaging. And for her, you know, it's fine, but for many black girls growing up, having big lips was made fun of. Yeah. And we were put down for having those features or having a big butt and then JLo came and it was a packaging that could be more digestible. So yeah. it's just, yeah, beauty standards as a whole is, we already know it's messed up. Yeah. 
unfortunately. And sorry, we went down this rabbit hole. So go ahead, Dion. Agree with you. I do find it to be an odd um, direction as far as putting. I mean, she is a beautiful. She is a beautiful girl, and Larissa Onek. And but putting next to Gabrielle Union, I don't know if that was a good choice. That's just my opinion. But um, Cameron Caesar is taking over hills and basically decides to scheme his way into winning this girl um, and resorts to using Joey Donner, who's like the high school prick um, of the school into, um, because he has money, he's rich, he doesn't care. He uses him to pay Heath Ledger, whose character is Patrick Verona, into paying Kat, who is played by Julia Stiles to oh, I'm going to pay you to take out Kat so I can date her sister. Like, it's, oh, I, I hope you're there, Danielle. I'm here. <laughs> was, yeah, we're here. I was worried the internet was being weird, and I'm using my phone, so it shouldn't be. Um, it's just whole, it all started with a bet and scheming and plotting. <laughs> but the key core characters is obviously Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, and he's like a bad boy, and she's like, uh, in a way, like a... Um, I wouldn't say an act, uh, activist. Maybe that's not the right word. Um, she's an open spirit, a not open spirit, open-minded, really speaks her truth and doesn't really give a shit. Um, I rarely cuss on my show, but I don't care. At this <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, it's a really good show. It has little Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet and um, black and white. Um, as far as their characters um, go. And um, I have to say, probably one of the most memorable movie scenes um, is literally Heath Ledger using his money, realizing, hey, this girl is actually great. I don't want to do this anymore. He actually uses the money to win her over in a way by this gesture of using the PA system, which I don't know how he pulled this off, (laughs) using the PA system to play um, I think the song is Heath, Frankie Valen or Frankie Valley. Um, can't take my eyes off of you. I'm pretty sure he's the original artist of that song. Yep. Um, and just has a whole basically performance on the school stadium or school ground or um, football field during her soccer practice and is like so romantic with the microphone and like. And then he gets in trouble and still keeps up with it, like smacking the guard's butt and just like, I'm in trouble, what I got to lose. So just, it's such a memorable scene. And I just love this movie so much. And it was really a starting movie, if not really branched the careers of many of the stars that were in it. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was it was, it was mediocre, <laughs> but um, he ended up signing incredible movies um, in the future to come. And um, I did pick up on your, um, I don't know if it was you who showed this video. I do follow movies on Instagram sometimes, um, aside from yours, which is awesome, obviously. Um, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You was really what launched Julia's, led Julia Styles into the role of um, Save the Last Dance, which is an incredible movie. And I also had it on VHS, um, another honorable mention of a movie, um, which depicts an interracial couple, which I wasn't, that was a beautiful interpretation of that. And I 
think I don't know if the actor's name I don't think the actor's name was Spike Lee but he may have been related to him uh it's gonna drive me crazy um, but it's Sean Patrick Thomas was the actor yeah. yes I, I don't know if they're related I, that that would be news to me but you never know um well the director he was a black director I at least I at least know that oh so um, you think the director's related to Spike Lee let me check I I think I'm not sure but it was just a beautiful movie and I mean I don't think I mean interracial couples is is it's it's a trick I wouldn't say a tribute topic but it's a possibly a debatable topic for a lot of those who don't think that should be explored um or a bit narrow-minded when it comes to it and the movie does a good job of touching on that a bit um I did re I've rewatched it multiple times and I did like the how it was directed and it's like it's not about black or white it's about the love we have for each other and I think Sean Parker Thomas um did a good job of pointing that out to Julia Stiles like who cares what everybody thinks I pushed my friend in the face because of you I'm turning back on people I know my whole life because of you and she's like is just it's her uh what's the word she holds back because of a conflict with his sister um she doesn't she doesn't she sees it as we're two separate people we shouldn't be together because of other people's opinions he doesn't see it that way um and obviously it's centered on dancing and her love of dancing blending the ballet and the hip-hop which is beautifully done and it does a good job of directing it really really does um it's not it's i mean it's about romance and dance but it touches on really hardcore topics like you're black and you're white you're from the suburbs and i'm from south side of new chicago i think it was chicago not chicago one of the cities of chicago and they've been grown up really differently she sees the life a certain way he was he could have gone the bad boy route because of his friend but he didn't so they do a good job of showcasing that that they do come from two different worlds but if they love each other enough then that should subside um everything else or so um but that's an awesome movie starring her but um 10 things I hate about you is my number one choice. It will always be my number one choice. <laughs> and so I highlighted Heath Ledger in two of these movies. He's an incredible actor and passed away way too soon. Yeah. In my honest opinion, as far as other movies he starred in, I do know them. Um, I could have missed some. He starred in um, Brokeback Mountain. I don't know what that was about. Brokeback Mountain. Uh, I don't remember the name of the actor. I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal, mm -hmm. um, which depicts a gay romance um, centered on cowboys, which I did not see, though I I've been open to seeing it. And the other movie he starred in was Casanova. He was like a, it's like a romantic, Thernario. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. He was incredible in that. And of course the most notable role God rest his soul is him playing the Joker in the dark 
night mm -hmm. with um, jo Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt again. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Oh, oh wait, no, no, sorry. That's the last movie. He's not in. I don't think he's in that one with them. They're not in it together. Okay. Yeah. But they're still in the same franchise. Yeah, they just yeah. don't. They don't play together. Yeah. Good connection. Just like yeah. you which was so much fun, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> but he's just an incredible actor, and he, he should still be here. He's just so yeah. incredible, great. Um, I was going to do an icebreaker game, but since I'm on my phone, um, it doesn't work. But um, um, I'll, at least, I'll name these songs or songs, and maybe you can figure out what movies they were in. Um, cool. Doesn't Sure. Um, so um, I'm doing three. I had more, but it says I'm on my phone. It <laughs> works out that I made it short. Okay. So the first song is FNT by Semisonic. Um, um, how does the song go? Fascinating new thing. You surprised me. And yeah, you know, oh, that one's 10 Things I Hate About Yeah, you. that's 10 Things I Hate About You. So um, for those of you who are not aware, um, my audience here, I do love movies, but I also pay attention to the soundtracks in movies. And if you are like me, hmm. if you hear a song in a movie, I find it in my power to look it up and find a way to have that song. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a queen of looking up songs when it comes to movies. So the next song, I mean, I don't even, I think I can just say it and you might already know it. I don't even need to sing it. Um, it's called Shining Through by Fredo Starr. Um, um, I see your true color. Is that from Save the Last Dance? Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember he was in that movie. Yes, he and was. And Moesha. I think his name was Malik. Not Malik, I don't know. I don't think it was Malik. Malachi, Malachi. Yeah. So part of his name malachi um he did a good job as far as acting in that and he was he just played the same character from moesha um so the last song um it's still in the 2000 bracket um i don't know if anybody would have really paid attention to this song unless you saw the movie um it's called i want to be bad by willa ford um, how does the song go? I don't know I how to be bad. Be bad. <laughs> Mi bad me wait, something makes, makes look, me look so feel good. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the words. I'm horrible with that. I feel like it's part of a montage, but I can't picture. I mean, it is outside. I think it's easy A. Uh, it is not easy A. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although Easy A is a good movie. Um, I love Easy A. It, it's in Easy A, but I don't I don't remember it being in Easy A. Is it not? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what movie is it? I, oh, I'm, I'm stumped. <laughs> oh, see, I'm glad I was able to stump you on one of these at least. Um, it is in What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. Oh, oh yes. She makes a stumbling appearance onto what seems to be a fashion show um and the, <laughs> that's a good one like runway walk and the music that was played during that was brilliant and absolutely awesome 
and I mean, she's not like this high society class of people. Um, she plays by her own rules, so. And I do like that. Um, it's I think she was in other movies. She was in Hairspray, but that was a really good movie as far as I mean. She wanted to find her father. She wanted to, and she was willing to do what it takes to sustain a relationship with him, including change everything about herself, which you really shouldn't have to do. Um, nah, yeah, not for your dad. Father, love you and accept you for who you are, and. Um, I mean, it may have been a bit late, but she did eventually realize for herself, like, you know what I miss? I miss being me. And this is me. And you can either take me or leave me. You left before. Um, but that he didn't really leave. He didn't know about her. Let me make that clear. But yeah, but um, it's a really great movie as well. And yes, um, that is the end of our little game i do have a bigger question which will work since we're still doing zoom so it is black history month um so i do have to highlight that and it is the month of love um i do find it interesting that those connect in the same month um because that is a beautiful um blend so if you had to date um a black actor and it can be from any movie. I'll, I'll branch out as far as movies go in this one. Um, who would it be? I already know Jackie's answer, but <laughs> <laughs> I was leaning in. <laughs> uh, but for me, it's uh, so like Y2K Danielle would have said Donald Faison hands down. I was obsessed. But I think now. I am very much appreciating all that Morris Chestnut has to bring to the table. That's what I was thinking you would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, my, my forever Valentine <laughs> is LL Cool J. <laughs> if we ever played the, uh, what's the, the newlywed game, we would win hands down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Oh, I will say this because it is a fun fact and a bit of background into not so much me, but I guess my dad really. He was, um, I mean, father I thought, I guess in a way, he was actually a radio personality. Oh, cool. Patient called WRXP here in Florida. You may have heard of it, Danielle. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's but I'm not entirely sure. But um, so he met all types of celebrities and stuff. And he actually met LL Cool J and has a picture and everything. Um, I would show it, but I guess I can show it at another time. But <laughs> so I can understand cool. the love of LL Cool J. And- oh, he just, he shows up on the screen <laughs> and like that, that TikTok where it's just like your hair blows and you're like, <laughs> oh. why stream? Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, talk to me more, LL. <laughs> and what about you, Dion? Uh, so I have to go the chocolate route. So <laughs> there aren't really notable actors, but I'm also 26, so I can't go that. Um, I can't go that far back as far as it, but I'm gonna, I'm, it was a toss up. I'm gonna go with a movie that was released four years ago this week. 
And that is Black Panther. Ooh. B. Jordan. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. when he walks into the museum with those gold rim glasses and his hair put up. Oh, and the when he opens his mouth Perfection. and he has a grill. <laughs> <laughs> he is Perfection. Just, he is just incredible. Um, I think Black Panther is what did it for me as far as him being an actor. Um, he did do a movie that came out on Amazon without remorse, which I also saw, which was just brutal and awesome and really gritty killmonger which no that's not his name in it <laughs> um in black panther um, no it was uh, killmonger yeah was he was his name mm-hmm. it was i thought it was killmonger would be proud of him and actions without rem- without remorse i mean because he's like a cia super agent special forces um, he comes home. His wife is pregnant. Oh, don't don't spoil it for me. Haven't oh, yeah. seen it yet. <laughs> I I saw I saw an ad for it the other day, and I was like, oh, I put it on my playlist because I do want to go back and watch it. I was like, it's a good, it's a good movie. <laughs> He's a great actor, and aside from Without Remorse, um, and Black Cancer, the only other movie I can think of which also has my other little boy as far as movies is in the awkward moment with Zach Efron which oh, that's a good one Miles Teller um who's a, like a comedic actor um he does a good job of it and I'm laughing but for me as far as Black Panther he went to great lengths to portray that character and it really affected him mentally as well um from what I've read and um the part which I melt into probably a bunch of liquids every single time is the scene where he speaks to T'Challa and the family and the council and he's like so like he's like stone silent and then the one of the presidents or people in the panel is like who are you and some accent language and he describes who he really is and (laughs) the most beautiful part which has probably created a bunch of memes since this part was he was like so sultry with it's like hey auntie yeah Yeah. and he ad-libbed that that was fantastic oh i didn't know that no wonder it's such a beautiful part yeah (laughs) yeah but um, (laughs) oh wow I have to go with him and um, Wakanda forever because it was <laughs> four years ago this week um, and stars Chadwick Brosnan, who is an incredible actor and just an all-around good-hearted person as far as his um, optimism and good-hearted nature in the community. And the fact that he was willing to fight an illness, I, I want to say it was cancer, um, for several years. Yeah, and still wanted to project joy and entertainment for us. It's just, just speaks volumes of his character and his heart. And he, whew, he passed away too soon too. Yeah. But he was on the brink of a really. He was basically going to be in. He's already an icon. He's already an icon. But he had the potential to do so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and just that movie, if anything aside from the incredible acting and Angela Bassett's in it, who's in every movie known to man as far as- As she should. 
Yeah, she's she so is. good. She's so good. So good. Um, it just, it's a movie that centers on Black actors and Black actresses. I mean, there were, there was um another man, I think it was Agent Wilson or Agent something who was in it. He's, oh, he's good and he was in Sherlock, who I that's the only reason I know him. You know, but- Disney wasn't going to give all that money with not one white person in there. He had to be in there. Martin Freeman is the actor. But- there are two because Andy Serkis played Claw, too. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. The Hobbits. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, But it's just, I think when it literally i had my like my my good movies that were my favorite and it does play into the mc universe which jack i know you're a fan of um it was like my i think literally when it came out it became like my favorite superhero movie because and we saw it in theaters me and my dad and it's just such an incredible movie because it does it's centered on like black culture and just superheroes like superheroes black superheroes are in the spotlight and i know it is based off a comic but to just highlight that and showcase that i I think it's also really good because it not only based on the comic book but what it does is it it poses poses a question which is where would we be from an afrofuturism where would we be as a culture if there were no colonization, mm-hmm. if we were not interrupted, if we were not colonized at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that movie gives you one as, as a black person, especially, I, I can't speak for everyone. It gives you this sense of just wondrous imagination and, and comfort and to see yourself on screen, to see yourself being represented and to see yourself being very true representation of what we can be and what we have been over the years Mm -hmm. without all the trauma you know look how you know yes they're going through hard things but it's not the trauma of you know being oppressed which I think is one of the best things about the movie is that they they had this entire country with all this culture and there was no interruption from outsiders yeah which is futurism in a state but it's also us looking back of what could have possibly been that's how I looked at it oh I thought Jackie was gonna say something (laughs) I know Black Panther is by far my favorite MCU movie thus far I don't see how anything could possibly top it at this point and it's definitely the one I've watched the most out of any of the MCU movies I just it's so beautifully done and represents uh, an underserved community and it's such a powerful movie I I just love it it just it makes me cry every time because it 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 feels like it feeds the soul for me being like a comic book fan Mm -hmm. for so many years. It feels just for me, what actually it feels like because I went to a historically black college, it feels like home. It feels very, because we do have pockets of those spaces Mm -hmm. that exist. And so it just felt like being able to almost share those experiences that I that I had at school or in you know 
what it feels like to have black community and that no matter what, how excited black people were for that movie to come out. And then also for it to just extend it showed that you could have stories written about us for us by us and still be universal for Mm -hmm. everyone to enjoy and and be a part of like it doesn't have to be this separate thing and it doesn't have to center around whiteness instead of you know there's a lot of black movies that are from the perception of white people but you're putting black actors in it and I think it's really important to have a black director have a black writer have a black costume you know and Denzel Washington I don't know if you saw a video about this he talks about it's not it's not just about being black it's about the culture behind it you know he he said that Martin Scorsese could make a movie and it's not and 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 um Steven Spielberg can make a movie And Steven Spielberg could make the Martin Scorsese movie and vice versa. But the difference is, it's that they have a culture. When you have Schindler's List, you can have Martin Scorsese make it, but it's not going to be the same as when Steven Spielberg makes it because it's about culture. You can't have, you know, some of those movies that Martin Scorsese makes because it's culture, it's his Italian heritage. It's just Mm -hmm. different. And so it's not just about being Black, but it's about, adding those aspects of culture that you just can't get from a different perspective that's why inclusivity is so important and representation matters like we what we watch a lot of movies now and it it's female we realize there's no females that wrote on that movie we could just tell because when you have a female writer when you have a female director the lens and the thought process is completely different And so I think we're just at a point now where everyone is tired of just having the same over and Mm -hmm. over again. We want all the rich culture that everyone has to bring, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, anything, your religion, everybody should bring that to the table because when you have that, that's what makes us human beings as one race so great. Why are we not trying to share in that? that's what's perplexing to me. I don't understand that because we, we benefit from that. We benefit from learning yes. from each other. You know, I, that's one of the reasons I love my friendship with Jackie is that, you know, we're, we'll never say that things are colorblind because that takes away from each of our experiences. It's about being able to appreciate the, the cultures that we've come from and the things that we have to bring, but still having some middle ground of being able to have our own stuff, you know? So when you said historically black college, I'm like HBC, I learned that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, Daniel. And I love that your friendship, you and Jackie's are displayed through your podcast and through the guests you've had on inclusivity. I think that's the right term you use is important. Mm -hmm. And I think what I like about my podcast um, specifically is that I allow people from all walks of life, black, yeah. white, Hispanic, onto my show. Many people may be narrow-minded or hesitant to have them on, but like I understand from just a regular standpoint, which can affect anyone being alone, being isolated, struggling with mental health, which um, I 
I think mental health is a higher rate for African-Americans. Um, I don't know if this statistic is correct, um, but just in general, mental health affects everybody to every degree. Mm-hmm. And I want my podcast to be a form of acceptance and comfort, whether you're Black, white, Hispanic, atheist, Christian, all walks of life, because the world may not accept you or silence you, but I will not silence you. I accept right. you. So it, the world should be accepting of everyone in every culture, and it shouldn't be one black lens or one white lens or white goggles or however people perceive it to be. The world should, I mean, the world is blended of all different types of cultures. We're a melting pot, if you will. And unfortunately, many people don't see it that way, and they should. So, yeah. Yeah. and just to go on to Black History Month, many people, many African-Americans contributed to this American society and do not get accolades or highlighted in the way that they should. So it should not just be Black History Month. It should be Black History Year, 10 years, 20 years. It should just be an ongoing thing to highlight that and just... It should just be American history. And I think that's the problem, you know, um, it should just, and not just Black history, Asian, like all the different, out of the entire world, the United States is one of the biggest melting pots Mm -hmm. there is. And there were, this country was made on the backs of so many different people. Yeah. And everyone deserves to learn that. Everyone Mm -hmm. deserves to know that because there's so many people that live in this country that feel like this country doesn't belong to them. And that is not the case. Everybody had a hand in, in building that. Yeah. And everyone, and there's a lot of people that had a hand in making this country not what it should be. And those people should learn about that as well so that we can stop that trauma from continuing to happen. You know, it doesn't have to be like this. And it's just very unfortunate. But I do want to say that you do an amazing job of not just making your guests feel welcome, but when you listen to your show, you make every listener feel welcome. And the vulnerability that you've been able to showcase of just telling your story is so powerful. It's, you know, you might think, okay, I'm I'm doing this podcast because you're passionate about it, but you are are literally... um, you're sharing a gift and you are changing lives and you don't even realize it probably just by being able Mm -hmm. to use this as a vehicle to share your story. And, um, you do a really good job. And I appreciate that we got to become friends on social and that you invited us. Oh, thank you. And you guys are just awesome and incredible. I'm late to binge watching. I will admit that. Um, a life outside of podcast things like yeah but um I love your friendship and your comedy and just you guys have your own tv show at this point honestly (laughs) to be honest um but I just I love what you do and I mean it's not your show is positive and humor and it's not negative and it just touch on something you touch on movies which affects everyone and I'm just so honored to have you on my podcast to talk about movies, like all layers of life. And 
I'm just so unbelievably happy that we were able to do this and just thank you so, 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 so much. Oh, no, thank you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it was so much fun. Thank you for having us. Yes. <laughs> um, well, guys, we can talk about movies all not day long, which makes <laughs> some technical issues. But however, we're at the end of this winding road of movies. Um, the movies may stop here, but they will keep on going. So um, thank you again, Jackie and Danielle, for joining me in this special episode. Um, it was a real pleasure, of course, to talk about movies and all walks of life in general. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to share your own top five movies as far as what you love, um, do not hesitate to do so. Um, but here are the ways you can listen to this episode. You can find us on Facebook at the Words Apart Podcast. We're also on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Again, thank you, Danielle and Jackie, for joining me. It was a real pleasure. Um, again, watch movies, love movies, laugh, cry, have a snorkel. I think that's a <laughs> But um, either way, um, from all of us here at the Words Apart Podcast, again, I am your host. Um, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, if you're listening to the moon, right now um i come in peace it's all about love here and i'm pretty sure you can watch movies on the moon i'm <laughs> going to test that just like everything else but until then stay healthy stay safe and just a little silly humor to end up the show stay healthy stay safe and don't forget to rewind your movies <laughs> <laughs>